Picked up my Sun-Times this morning. Saw a piece from uh, Rachel Hinton. She's a terrific writer, covers politics. Kirk Dillard weighing a third run for governor to restore political balance to Illinois and make it safe and function well again. I thought, well, that's great. Kirk Dillard has been a guest many times on this program. Currently, he's the RTA uh, head of the board of directors at the RTA, and I think he ran for governor, yes, twice previously as a long and distinguished career. Let's get the inside scoop from Rachel Hinton of the Sun-Times, and I see her quite often on uh, Chicago Tonight on Channel 11. Hi, Rachel. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. So I, I promised my listeners I'd ask you this because I said Rachel had a nice scoop here, but I wonder if, in fact, the tip came from the man himself. Was it Kirk Dillard reaching out to you saying, I'm thinking about making a run again. Would you please use this, and I'll see if it can stir up any interest? <laughs> no. Uh, unfortunately, I have to give a hat tip to uh, Greg Hines over at Cranes. I think he had this first, but... Uh, after that story came out, I, I pursued it. I reached out to him. I, you know, DM'd him. I sent an email. He emailed me back and gave me the statement about, you know, people that he respects have, have reached out and uh, want him to really consider another run for government. As a longtime observer, is he shaking the tree to see if the donors are going to be there? Definitely. Um, and I think he'll, he'll need to. Whoever gets the Republican nomination or whoever wins the Republican primary will definitely need money. Uh, Ken Griffin, you know, all eyes are currently on him to see who he might support. Uh, he is, you know, he came out strong against the, uh, the move toward a, a fair tax in November. Um, you know, we're now waiting to see who he supports in, in this race. Mr. Dillard, he is a branch of the large but very old Republican tree, the James R. Thompson, Governor Jim Edgar tree is a branch off that tree. Does that tree, will that tree survive in 2022 and beyond in this uh, Republican Party now? I think that'll be interesting to see. I think that, you know, I think he'd be able to get voters. I think that there are definitely voters within the party who would be interested in voting for him and potentially interested in whatever message he decides to craft, you know, should he decide to run. Um, I do think that, you know, obviously the louder voices of people getting more attention uh, and understandably so given, you know, former President Trump and his base, um, I, I do think that those people are really driving the party and, and the messaging right now. But I do think that there's still a chance that the Dillards of the world, you know, can, can find an office, an elected office um, to win. Well, you know, I went back, as I was reading your piece today in the Sun-Times, Rachel, I, I'd forgotten that he just lost to Bruce Rauner, only three points in the GOP primary. So he's a very good retail politician. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, you know, that, that race losing such a close race shows that should he go on, you know, and, and decide to run for this office, he could be, you know, a, a front-runner in it. Um, obviously, we'd have to see... Um, you know, polling and whatnot. We'd have to see how much the uh, the louder kind of uh, Trump Republicans, uh, if they come out strong for some of the other people in the race. Um, but he, he could be a front runner here, depending on, you know, if he gets the money, if he decides to jump in, and if other things, you know, kind of work in his favor. Did uh, any of the other three that you mentioned obliquely thus far, Ray Bine, Bailey, Schimpf, did any of them uh, respond to this uh, column? Uh, they, I, I spoke to them yesterday. Their um, responses are, are in the story. They, uh, you know, I think Gary Rabine 
you know, he says uh, Dillard was a, a fine state senator, but people want someone new. He thinks that, you know, Raybine here, he thinks that he's the only outsider to bring change to Illinois. Dillard isn't the guy. Uh, Darren Bailey's spokesman, you know, said Dillard has had his chance. You know, he's, he's run twice before. We need somebody who can win it. Schimpf was the only person who I, I guess knows him very well, knows Dillard very well, um, you know, said he's, you know, a great friend, a great public servant. Uh, he looks forward to, you know, the competition should he decide to jump in. Um, but other than that, no, I haven't heard anything else from, from those three. Rachel Hinton is here, political reporter for your Chicago Sun-Times. Has Dillard, I don't recall, has Dillard ever said something that would be construed, and anything can be construed, any little uh, a landmine that you manage to step on rhetorically, has he said anything that could be considered anti-Trump? Nothing comes to mind right now. I'd have to do a little digging myself. Um, no, I would say I would say no. I think that he's been mum on the topic. Yeah, he's he he hasn't been in the state senate since what twenty fourteen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's avoided that. Obviously, he didn't have to comment. He probably wasn't asked. And if he did, he probably just you know batted it away. That'd be the smart thing to do. So he's probably clean on that side. Um, what are you hearing about Rodney Davis, the congressman, as far as a gubernatorial run? I'm still hearing that he's weighing a bid, that he's eyeing it, you know, much like some other people in the race, um, or not in the race, but other people looking at it. Um, if he also, if he decided to jump in, that could also be a game changer here if he's able to get the money and if other things kind of work out in his favor, depending on polling and whatnot. Um, I think that he probably, he might have, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to comment on the name recognition. He has good name recognition, um, if he jumps in, you know, that that could be that can make this race even more interesting, I think. This primary, I mean. But because of his proximity to uh, McCarthy and Trump and uh, Jim Jordan now, he's a little tainted uh, with, you know, suburban Republican-leaning voters because of his proximity to those names, but he's strong downstate. Is Kirk Dillard considered strong south of I-80? I mean, he ran the last time in 2014. Um I don't remember exactly how many votes he got south of I-80, but I, I would say he can get, I mean, he can get a substantial amount of votes there, but obviously the political game has changed. The nature of the game has changed. The nature of the state has changed. You know, some red areas are now more red. Some formerly blue areas are now red. Um, so he's definitely going to have to tour around the state and see what people are saying, get a sense of, you know, the temperature, you know, in different uh, counties around the state. Um but I, I think, you know, the Rodney Davises of the world, if they decide to jump in, could maybe have a better chance at, you know, kind of securing uh, uh, some downstate voters. Obviously, yeah, he's taken by Trump, but I, I would wonder how much that would matter to some voters. Rachel, who do you think would be better at shaking the uh, Ken Griffin tree, uh, Dillard or Davis? <laughs> uh, I think right now Griffin would probably want someone who's definitely declared himself in the race or themselves in the race. Um, I think it's a, kind of a toss-up between the two. They both definitely have the resume um, that would pull, you know, the big dollars from Griffin. Um, but I think we have to wait to see what polling says. Uh, I think, you know, whoever scores the most or whoever wins the most uh, at public opinion um, would more than likely get the funds. And then one final subject I was uh, Craig Wall from ABC7 joined me, I think, yesterday, maybe the day before, on Adam Kinzinger's, you know, tour of his district and going back and making a couple speeches in front of friendly crowds. 
do you get the sense that he would have any sort of uh, traction in either a Senate bid or a, a gubernatorial bid here in Illinois, or is he just the Republican Party is just too far gone from Adam Kinzinger? I think he could have some traction. I mean, as as you mentioned earlier, there's some suburban Republicans who are put off by, you know, uh, the Trump brand of politics that, you know, much of the Republican Party has kind of shifted toward. Um, I think him, you know, setting himself up as a Republican who can and will work across the aisle, will reach across the aisle, but still, you know, have the traditional Republican values more often than not, um, or on most topics, I think that that would garner him some votes. But I, I think maybe he would be better served in a Senate campaign more than a governor campaign. Um, that's just because uh, things are moving around a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces here. Yeah. Uh, he's also got to see what happens with his district, you know, uh, with the remap and, and whatnot. Um, I think that, I guess, remains to be seen. In that Republican field, there are many unseen landmines yet to uh, expose themselves. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, no, this is a long long campaign season uh thanks to you know the general assembly moving the primary date back um so they they have a long time to say things that might mess them up or hopefully <laughs> say things that get them extra voters and some more money or in um, kinzinger's case depending on the outcome of the lawsuit your district's vaporized you're out of business <laughs> anyway right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. a lot remains to be seen a lot can happen Rachel, thanks so much for your time. Rachel Hinton, we'll read more in the uh, Sun-Times. We'll watch for you on uh, uh, Channel 11 from time to time as well. Thank you.